Pack your bags, it's time to visit Las Vegas, America's capital for fun and entertainment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi with the first show of 2017. And first up, from America's finest crime museum, we take a look at the Prohibition era in America through the eyes of the experts from the Mob Museum. If you're in town and are hungry, but you got your family with you, so it might get too expensive, we got a great idea for you. Homestyle rotisserie chicken and more from Daily Kitchen. All that, plus a trip to the Casino Legends Hall of Fame, a visit with our Vegas insider Scott Robin, and more. Well, the Mob Museum is at it again. A new exhibit, this one called Prohibition, an interactive history, another phenomenal thing. And we're got our good friend with us, Misha Ray, the digital marketing manager of the Mob Museum. Well, Misha, another great exhibit we're really looking forward to. This is the year where we're going to celebrate the anniversary of Prohibition's repeal, right? What, what gave you guys the idea to do this now? So our museum, as, you've, as if you've been through the museum, you'll, you'll see that we have uh, quite a big history with Prohibition within the walls of our building. And that's because Prohibition was really a huge uh, jumping-off platform for organized crime, for people like Al Capone and other bootleggers who were able to take advantage of this uh, now illegal enterprise and make just a ton of money, uh, connections, and start really kind of getting their, their tentacles into this new, this new industry. So it made a lot of sense for us to do this, this online exhibit that we're calling, uh, as you said, Prohibition and Interactive History. Um, but there's more to Prohibition than just the organized crime story. Um, and I think that this online exhibit really does a good job of going into that entire how it started, um, where yeah. organized crime came into play. But then even beyond that, it's, it's how society was impacted after Prohibition ended. So women's rights, um, how dating kind of came around uh, during Prohibition and, and how speakeasies kind of transformed mixology culture. Um, that may have been because liquor was so bad back then that you had to come up with an interesting cocktail to cover the taste of that terrible liquor. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, regardless, those, those changes were real and they, they still impact us today. So our museum likes to take on these topics um, and present them in new and fun and interesting ways. And I think that uh, that Prohibition and Interactive History really does that. Well, and we're going to go through this uh, from soup to nuts, but I want to start with you. First of all, you talk about this is the kind of thing you do at the museum and so forth. So this content is developed by museum staff. Kind of walk us through from the idea set, hey, we'd like to do this. Is there a research team that kicks in and then somebody that tries to put the artistic front? How does all this come together? Sure. So... How it kind of starts um, is that we, we meet as a team um, with marketing and our content team and, and those folks. We all get together. We sit down and we talk about what topics would do well for an online exhibit. Um, and our very first one was the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And after we launched that, we decided, okay, what's next? And Prohibition was really what we decided on. So as a team, we sit down and we talk about what we want this to look like. Um, and then the content team here at the museum, which is made up of a few folks who have really extraordinary um, historian backgrounds and journalistic backgrounds, and they, they get to work. You know, they start pumping out the research. Uh, they start writing. Uh, and as journalists, uh, which most of our content team is made of, uh, they are used to working on tight deadlines and kind of busting out this, this great 
written content in a really quick time frame. Um, so they start churning out that stuff, and the marketing team starts to work with uh, creative agencies. So we, we sit down with a couple of agencies, uh, talk to them about what we want, what we want it to look like, and that's, that's really how it goes. So after we decide on the agency, um, which for this Prohibition site, we worked with an agency called Cardwell Beach, and they are based out of New York. Uh, they were fantastic to work with. So we get with the agency, and then we kind of uh, marry what content team and the agency wants. We marry those things together, and then uh, we just we just plow through, and we just continue with the development and make sure that the content is is what we want it to look like, and the creative design is what we want it to look like. And when those two things come together really well, which I think that did in this case, uh, it's perfect, and, and we're really excited about this product. It's kind of misunderstood in the sense that while we know this is where guys like Capone started, we've all seen the Untouchables, there's really a lot more culturally that this affects. Absolutely. I think you just you hit it nail on the head. Um, and when we, when we did this project, it was... It was meant for both research purposes, um, you know, for serious researchers who need a source um, or need, need to go somewhere to learn something about prohibition that they haven't read before. Or it can be for just the casual observer, um, you know, the, the people who follow us on Facebook or, you know, folks that have been to the museum and, and took a, a slight interest in prohibition and, and want to look into it a little bit further. This site is meant to intrigue both the heavy research folks and the casual interest folks. So that's why we wanted it to be both, you know, creatively appealing um, in that there are so many interactive features on there, but also really content heavy. And so like you just said, that you can really dig into those more kind of um, unexplored versions of prohibition. So that was the balance that we tried to to reach and i think we did that pretty successfully if you agree steve oh i, I absolutely do and i think <laughs> what's great about the mob museum too and you're talking about it it's really true it's become kind of a place where all the information is there so you can get as deep as you want kind of the way some of these presidential libraries work i, I think it's kind of fascinating where if you're just kind of interested you're going to have a fun hour there but you can spend days there if you really want to dig into this topic do you have people to do that to come back again and again and particularly hang out in one exhibit um we have a pretty robust membership base um i think it's nearly a thousand members or excuse me over um 1500 members now um, but they are folks who came to the museum, who loved what they saw, and then with our membership, they actually, um, you pay for an individual, it's about $30, um, and that fee gets you into the museum year-round for free. So we have a lot of members who, who come to the museum once, decide that it was, you know, that they, they did not have enough time. And some people, like you just said, they can spend four to five hours here in one day. Um, but our members are typically the people who come for, you know, three or four hours one day, and then they think to themselves, oh, my gosh, I have to come back. I didn't see enough of our, um, you know, our money laundering exhibit or the St. Valentine's Day Massacre exhibit or Prohibition exhibit and those kinds of things. So I think, you know, we, we would find that our membership base is a lot of those folks that you were just talking about, the ones that come back again and again. Um, and I don't know if it's for one exhibit in particular. Um, I think our FBI, uh, you know, uh, members and such probably prefer our first floor, which is mostly kind of the wiretapping and how the, the, the law enforcement side brought down the mob. Um, so that's that's probably a case where we can say that 
certain people come back for one particular exhibit. But what I love about our museum is that we're constantly changing things. So while our content team, as I mentioned before, may be working on a brand new website for us, like this Prohibition site, or they're working on developing new exhibits. Um, so we have currently on display a, uh, an exhibit or display on outlaw motorcycle gangs. Um, and that is a temporary exhibit. Um, it was preceded by our El Chapo Escape exhibit. Um, and we also just launched this beautiful new exhibit called Ready to Roar. And that is in coordination with this Prohibition website. Ready to Roar is, a, is an exhibit all about women's fashion in the Prohibition era, so in the 20s and 30s. Um, and that is a beautiful exhibit that was done in partnership with the university here in Las Vegas, UNLV, and their public history department. One of the things I find really interesting is people I talk to that go to Vegas every year, they like to go there because they always are confident, and according to what you're saying and what I've seen in the time I've been following the museum, there's always something different, so you're never going to get bored with it, and in fact, you can kind of dig in and figure there's going to be one, maybe two areas that I haven't seen, or maybe I'm going to go find something that I don't have, you know, 10 hours, 20 hours, but I do have an hour, so maybe I'm going to go check some of the stuff I didn't see the first time, which is kind of neat. Exactly, and I think if you if you come through the museum once, uh, you know, you'll get a gist of what the museum has to offer and you'll, you'll have come away with a greater knowledge of organized crime and law enforcement and how it's affected, you know, both the past and present. But our museum, our content team specifically, and I can't say enough good things about them, they are always acquiring new artifacts. Um, and so while our permanent collection may have, you know, roughly 2,000 artifacts, um, probably about 1,000 of which or more are on display, when you come back to the museum again and again, you are likely going to find or see a new artifact that you didn't see in your first visit. So, you know, we've got things like Bugsy Siegel's sunglasses, um, you know, Meyer Lansky's uh, cigarette case, Moe Dalitz's golf tee, those kinds of things. They're fairly, you know, small items that are very easily um, glossed over if you're kind of in a hurry or if you weren't looking for them or maybe your back was to that display. So, yeah, I think the more you come through the museum, the more you learn, the more you see. Uh, and I, I think that it does take, you know, at least two trips to really get a full understanding of what the museum has to offer. Let's talk now about prohibition and interactive history. And there's like eight different aspects. I want to quickly run through each yeah. of these, uh, if we could. One is the road to prohibition. So that's how we got there. Did Any surprises in that that uh, people might, you know, we, we all know about uh, the whole temperance movement, but it might be surprising on, on how that all came to be. Yeah, the temperance movement, it, you know, to an extent started the, the entire thing, but I think when you go to our website and you you see where things were in the country uh, that led to prohibition, that more than just temperance, temperance uh, pro-temperance people supported prohibition, obviously, which is why it was ratified by two-thirds, um, or excuse me, voted on by, by the country. In total, you know, it, it, I came away with such a greater knowledge of, of everything that prohibition affected. More with Misha Ray, Digital Marketing Manager of the Mob Museum, in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Visit us at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. 
I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach? Am I a career coach? Am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. I'm Dr. Harold Freeman from the National Cancer Institute. African Americans died from cancer at higher rates than any other groups in the United States. It's important to educate yourself about what you can do to prevent and treat the disease. Call 1-800-4-CANCER and talk to a cancer information specialist for free to learn about prevention, screening, treatment, and clinical trials. That's 1-800-4-CANCER or 1-800-422-6237. You can also visit us online at cancer.gov lifelines to learn about cancer in the African-American community and the factors that contribute to higher cancer death rates among African-Americans, as well as ways to reduce your risk. Also, check out your local African-American newspaper for Lifelines articles produced by the National Cancer Institute. 
You are listening to Misha Ray of the Mob Museum discussing the Prohibition era of the 20th century. Well, and I assume that most people can look at it now and say, my God, it was such a huge mistake. We all know about it. But going into <laughs> that, they thought they were doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. They, uh, you know, it's misquoted, but uh, Herbert Hoover's uh, famous, though, like I just said, uh, not correct quote that it was the great experiment. Um, that's, you know, how a lot of people looked at it. And I say it's misquoted because I think you'll find in the site, uh, we talked about that a little bit, that uh, if it's, it was a quote, something along the lines of that said, um, it was a noble, oh my gosh, I'll have to go onto the website and look, Steve, or you can, but um, that, that quote from Herbert Hoover about the noble experiment or the great experiment uh, is actually misquoted. So that's a little factoid you can take away from the site. Well, and one thing we get from all the exhibits at the Mob Museum goes into number, the number two aspect, and that's the underworld. Really, this all this organized crime goes to our culture, and this was another case where you talk about things like the speakeasy and so forth. Again, it dominated culture in the, you know, 20s, 30s. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's, it's covered in detail in the long-form text pieces of the site, as you can see. But it's also, if you just want a quick glance at things, we offer that little trivia section on the website as well. Um, and there's an entire section on speakeasies and bootlegging that you can just get these little, what I'll call, Jeopardy facts uh, to take away from the site as well. So, yeah, speakeasies were a, were a big deal. And, you know, if you, it was not illegal to consume liquor. Rather, it was illegal to manufacture and sell um, liquor. So the speakeasies, you know, it was more um, more of a cultural thing than um, than anything that you, you know, you could go out in public and, and have a drink. And it was still, you know, very, it was secret. And I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah. And speaking of fun, you know, the whole mob museum, this was the golden age for the mob, right? I mean, this is, my God, this can't be better because now we had all this vice that we can do. It sort of set them up to uh, really increase their power across the country. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think one of the one of the little factoids um, in the site that I find so interesting is that by 1930, um, bootlegging operations or bootleggers and rum runners um, by smuggling liquor into the United States were bringing in, uh, it was a $3 billion industry, and that was in 1930 dollars. If you consider it in 2016 dollars, it's something like over $14 billion industry. So bootlegging slash rum running, uh, bringing illegal liquor was a $3 billion industry back then, which is so amazing to me. So you can imagine how, you know, when people like Lucky Luciano and Al Capone, when you read that they were, you know, making millions of dollars in their respective enterprises, it's believable because you know that it was a $3 billion industry. So it's it's insane and absolutely was the kind of the peak of their, their bootlegging operations. Well, and with huge money, of course, comes uh, illegally gotten, uh, comes uh, prohibition laws and enforcing yeah. them. And, you know, we all think of Elliot Ness and, you know, Robert Stack playing him back in the 60s on The Untouchables, then the remakes of the movies and so forth. But it really was something because, you know, those people were bought off and so forth. So it, it, it's got to be interesting to dig in and see who were the honest guys then. And really, what a difficult fight it was to try to stop this crime. <laughs> Sure. And, you know, sometimes I think back then it was probably even a struggle to know the good guys from the bad guys, uh, you know, with the corruption that was taking place. And a, an interesting story on the site talks about the, the man in the green hat 
Um, and he was Congress's personal kind of bootlegger. Uh, <laughs> he would go and uh, make personal deliveries to various congressmen and politicians. Um, if, you, if you search for man in green hat on the site, you'll come across the story. Um, but he was eventually arrested um, and claimed that he believes he sold um, or delivered liquor to, I think he said, over two-thirds of the congressmen at the time. But then there were real good guys who, you know, at the, you know, could not be corrupted. People like uh, Frank Wilson and uh, Elmer Irie and those kinds of guys who were charged with following the money trails. So that's eventually how, you know, Al Capone got taken down was not because he was caught either murdering people or um, making, you know, millions of dollars worth of liquor deliveries. It was the fact that the money trail eventually led these IRS guys, these T-men, to them. Um, so there were real good guys um, out yeah. there who were trying to do their best. People like Mabel Willebrandt. Um, she was a she was not necessarily for prohibition. Uh, she she says I believe the site says that uh, she did not necessarily vote for it, but she accepted that it was the law, and she did not drink uh, during prohibition, even though she didn't necessarily agree with the law in the beginning. Um, so she was another one of those that uh, really had a hand in enforcing prohibition, even though her personal views may have uh, kind of strayed away from that. But the yes, the good guys, the bad guys, the questionable, uh, you know, the, the people with questionable motives uh, and those kinds of things, all kinds of stories you can find on this site. Well, and of course, a lot of people think it's just about Las Vegas, but actually you're about organized crime internationally. But you do have something about Las Vegas, and I guess at that time, Vegas isn't anywhere near what it is today. It just wasn't at that time. But still, they were pretty proud of what they did in terms of enforcing uh, prohibition. Sure. Um, yes, and, and it's, it's interesting because the Nevada State Legislature um, – stopped enforcing prohibition uh, after a while. So it did fall to the federal government to have to come in and do its own uh, enforcement, which kind of led to, you know, a fairly loose set of, of enforcing enforcement laws in Las Vegas. But um, it led to a lot of great stories, I think. And uh, there's one image that I just find so funny, and it may, it may predate prohibition. I think it was from the, the early 20s. But there's this image um, that we have on site at the museum that may or may not have made it into the website. I can't quite recall at this time. But it is a kind of a saloon in Las Vegas, early Las Vegas, um, that two gentlemen are sitting at a bar. But also in the background, you see two burros, two kind of <laughs> mules that are also at the bar. Uh, and that, I think, is just so representative of what Las Vegas was at the time. Um, and it, Las Vegas certainly has, a, and Nevada in general, has a very interesting uh, prohibition history. Um, and there's an entire section on that on the website. More with Misha from the Mob Museum in a moment. Then later, we'll tell you where to find the best chicken in town. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Is there something you've always wanted to know about Las Vegas? Drop us a line at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. 
Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. You hear that? That's the sound of healthy, safe water from the tap. And that safe water is available nearly everywhere in America, thanks in large part to the Safe Drinking Water Act, which turns 40 this year. Happy birthday, Safe Drinking Water Act. Together, let's keep our water safe for the next 40 years and beyond. To learn about how to protect your water, visit drinktap.org. This message brought to you by the American Water Works Association and United Water. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background. But actually, we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at SnowballExpress.org. What can you do to prevent mosquitoes from spreading West Nile virus? The most important thing you can do is get rid of standing water on your property now. That's where mosquitoes breed. Don't leave standing water in outside pet water bowls, old tires, potted plants, anything that holds stagnant water. Dump birdbath water and replace every two or three days. Drain and cover unused swimming pools. Let's do it together and hit mosquitoes where they breed. Learn how at beyondpesticides.org mosquito. A public service message from Beyond Pesticides. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. It's just that easy.
You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps, and we're talking to Misha Ray of the Mob Museum, discussing all of the components of the new Prohibition exhibit. We've covered almost all of the sections, and then it finally doesn't uh, ignore the end of Prohibition, which I thought was a really interesting part of the display because they talk about some of the weird, unusual liquor laws that vary from state to state, and it's really true. You know, depending on which state you're in, even today, there's all these strange laws of what you can, when you can, and all that kind of thing. Absolutely. And that section, uh, that's going to continue evolving because we really want, and you're referring to specifically what we call the map. Uh, And the map is an interactive feature where you can go and click on any state and be given the current uh, state's liquor laws. Um, And, yes, there are are tons of either strange laws or what we can consider outdated laws, um, you know, things that were never quite updated. Um, And how each state varies is so interesting to look at. Um, Obviously, we we also give little ratings to each state. um, It's a bottle star rating system kind of thing. So you can imagine a state like Nevada has five full bottles, um, but then you get (laughs) to a state like Kentucky or Tennessee, and that's only one little bottle, and that's to represent that they are, you know, fairly restrictive still when it comes to their laws. Um, But we continue, uh, we plan to continue updating that as often as we can because we are going to be on lookout for, you know, strange laws that that maybe you can't be seen walking um, your dog while um, (laughs) going to the liquor store or something. You know, maybe there are just those funny little nuances in the laws um, that we haven't found yet. But if you know of any in your state, um, please let us know. Uh, email us at info at org, and we will look into it and hope to continue updating that map as, as we go along. Well, yeah, and you have a fun game there. Get the boost to the stash house. You know, and this is something, I guess, when you talked about that process, there really is, seems like to me, there's a real effort to always have the interactive stuff and to try to really get people involved beyond just going and reading stuff on a wall. Absolutely. Um, thank you for saying that, because that is absolutely one of our goals um, all the time, is to make things interactive. And that's, that's true for the on-site museum experience as well. Um, there's a lot of interactive features within our building, so we try to extend that onto our digital experiences. So that game, uh, that it was, uh, you know, it, from a marketing standpoint, which is where I come from, um, you know, we wanted to offer a game that was kind of light and fun, um, to kind of counterbalance all of the research and content uh, heavy stuff that was on the site. But then our content team comes in and they want a game that's also somewhat educational. Um, so the, you know, the vehicle had to be correct to the era. Um, the, you know, the, the concept in general had to make sense. So um, in that game, you are, you're kind of placed in this, what we like to think of as an old Chicago kind of alleyway. Um, and you're, you're trying to get your booze to the to the end uh, with as much of the booze remaining as you can but all the while you're encountering these uh, various obstacles like speed bumps or oil slicks or potholes or enemy bootleggers or even a cop uh, a cop can get on your tail and chase you for a little while um, so yeah I think it it's it's fun and light but also I think there's something to be learned from it that you know uh, it was a dangerous endeavor uh, being a bootlegger and and trying to get uh, trying to transport liquor around a place like Chicago or New York. So, yeah, uh, while interactive and fun, I hope that it's also um, somewhat educational for folks. What a great combination for kids and adults. Uh, I love the Bob <laughs> Museum. Let's tell people, Misha, how they can 
learn about it and kind of have fun with it online? And then uh, what's the parameters when they visit Vegas? Where are you and all that? Sure. So the website we've been talking about, Prohibition and Interactive History, can be found by just going to prohibitionhistory.org, and that will take you to the website. And please let us know what you think of it. Um, And if you want to visit the museum in person, we are in downtown Las Vegas, uh, so we're not on the Strip, but we are in a very um, walkable distance uh, from Fremont Street, and that is kind of what people consider the old part of Las Vegas. Uh, We are in a nationally recognized historic building um, where we've got ample parking. Uh, You you should be able to come over and, and park and then come into the museum where your wristband will get you in all day. Uh, and it's our pricing can be found online as well. And membership, as I mentioned earlier, is only $30. So if you want to come back to the museum after your first visit, uh, it's super easy, and you can apply the cost of your original ticket to a membership. And I hope to see you soon, and please let us know what you think of the website. We will, Misha. Thanks. We'll talk again because you always have new stuff down there. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks, Steve. You too. When we return, you'll learn about another exciting Las Vegas concept restaurant, this one aimed at families. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. World-class hotels, dining, gaming, special events, and more. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veterans. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. 
I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach? Am I a career coach? Am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military, heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. again with our friend Mark Levasseur. Last time we talked to him, he told us about the Lobster Me restaurants. There's a couple of them in Las Vegas. Everybody loves them. In addition, his company also does a different restaurant we want to let you know about in food area. It's called Daily Kitchen, which is kind of a different concept. Mark, welcome back. What's what's the scoop on Daily Kitchen? Thanks for having me back. Um, the scoop on Daily Kitchen is it's a rotisserie and modern eatery. Um, the, the, the whole goal of this uh, concept is for uh, families to be able to pick up something or an individual to pick up something or an office to pick up something that's quality, it's familiar, it's casual dining, uh, exceptional ingredients, uh, Mary's chickens, um, and we've got these great tri-tips and everything is roasted on the rotisseries and all the sides that you would think that would be uh, comforting. Um, for your family and, and convenience, you know, the whole idea is to give back time to 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 you, so you don't have to spend it in the kitchen. Let us spend time in the kitchen, and we we'll do all the work for you, and you get to enjoy a wonderful meal. Boy, and those rotisserie foods—I gotta say, a chicken tri tri tip, just wonderful stuff, and it's stuff that it's so much easier. There are times when you just can't do it yourself, and you know dropping by and picking those up and for people that are visiting I guess they can do the same thing they can get that especially if they're bringing the family nothing like dropping up picking up some things taking it back even to the hotel yep absolutely we've got uh, there's a couple of area hotels um, both of the properties are off strip uh, one in Summerlin uh, and the other in the on the Henderson side of, of Las Vegas uh, and that's you know the biggest thing is is time everybody's crunched for time and and 
as I mentioned earlier, just get, being able to give back to everyone uh, some of that time so they can have some quality uh, moments with their family or alone or quiet and not have to take care of the dishes, but enjoying a, a wonderfully roasted rotisserie chicken with some uh, home-style mashed potatoes and, and crispy Brussels sprouts with pistachio and lemon, you know, things like that. It's, it's really nice uh, for this concept to be able to provide that to the community. You know, Mark, let's talk a little about you because you're involved in it. You were in, we talked about Lobster Me, talking about this concept. You were also involved with another place we uh, previewed, Evil Pie, which kind of goes all different places, all three completely different, yet all kind of really cutting edge stuff. Is this something you like to do is try to find something maybe that's not out there that really there's a call for? And this is such a competitive market, I would think maybe you need to do stuff like that to be competitive. Um, we, we definitely want to keep in mind, you know, new ideas that are evolving in the food industry, you know. Um, but what, I, what I've always noticed is that people come back to those things that they're really comfortable with. You know, everything kind of evolves into something fancy, um, you know, using chemistry sets and foams and stuff like that. But everybody is always looking for that, that value, that, that, that meal that doesn't cost a mint but is really high-end, great quality ingredients. So those are the types of ideas that we're always looking for. You know, there's a whole team of us working on these projects, and whether it's uh, pizza or lobster or a rotisserie chicken, the goal is simply prepared, executed well, uh, at a good value for the customer. Yeah, and it's exciting for folks because that's something that is really kind of what we grew up with, great food, and you're kind of bringing it back, but bringing it back into the 21st century appeal. Absolutely. Um, we've got some, you know, some newer spins on things. Everybody's that grew up with Brussels sprouts may, have, may or may not have enjoyed them as a kid, but what we've done is, is paired them up with uh, some uh, pistachio and lemon and made them crispy on the outside, and the reception that we get from that and things like cauliflower with curry and almonds, you know, everybody really enjoys the food. And as I mentioned, it kind of ties back to that comfort part. What makes you feel good? What are you enjoying? You know, something simple, great flavor. Might be a great place, too, for parents to bring kids that don't like those vegetables, maybe expose them to a different way to eat them. Sure, absolutely. You know, that's that's kind of the goal as a parent. You know, it can't always be hot dogs and chicken fingers. Try these, you know, try these things. These are interesting things. And they're simple, you know. It's, they're not scary once they, you, you have an opportunity to try them and they've got these great flavors and textures. Um, I think we, we have a lot of kids that come in with their parents and, and really enjoy the food at Daily Kitchen. Well, we're excited about all the different opportunities we have in Vegas with these various restaurants. Do you have anything in your brain going on that, you know, when I'm done with all this stuff, maybe I'm going to try this? Or is there anything you've got in, in the brain? We've got a couple of other projects. Um, I'll, I'll sit tight until we talk again. And, <laughs> um, and, you know, we'll keep you in the loop. Well, I appreciate it. Why don't you keep us in the loop? What's the website to check this out? For Daily Kitchen, it's dkeatery.com. We will go there. We will go to Lobster Me. We will go to Evil Pie. Thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. So let's keep thinking about food, from the great home cooking for the family that we just heard about to the wonderful steaks of the past that you can still get in the downtown area at Binion's Hotel and Restaurant. The restaurant's got beautiful views and incredible steaks, but there's more to it. In fact, who was Binion? Where does that name come from? Well, you're going to learn this week on our weekly visit to the Casino Legends Hall of Fame. As we visit Steve Cutler of the Casino Legends Hall of Fame, we see a name that's still up in lights when you travel down Fremont Street. 
Benny Binion. Okay, I love his steakhouse, but there's a lot more to it than his hotel and steakhouse. Well, Benny Binion, a very historical gambler, uh, came from Texas, actually, uh, and he actually had a criminal background, uh, uh, if you really dig deep into his history. But he came to Las Vegas to start over, and he opened up Binion's downtown, or the Horseshoe downtown, and he created the World Series of Poker in the mid-70s, which, uh, you know, today is a is the mainstay of the poker industry uh, in terms of uh, some kind of formal acknowledgement for the, the greatest players in the world. And that tournament is still held today, uh, not at the Horseshoe anymore, but uh, I, I believe Caesars uh, has bought it. And I, I know it, it's been at uh, the Rio the last several years, but I, I believe they're moving it next year, actually. You can visit the Hall of Fame by going to CasinoLegendsHallOfFame.com. When we come back, you'll hear from our Vegas insider, Scott Robin, on the subject of cabanas. A couple of big concerts coming to Las Vegas in late January and into February. As far as January goes, the weekend of January 28th and 29th and February 1st through 4th, it's Santana. Santana will be at Mandalay Bay. Also in town is Diana Ross. She's playing at the Venetian. Some great tickets are available right now, Wednesdays and weekends in February. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. From the famous to the fascinating, in a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas, this is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing, but in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background, but actually we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. 
We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Time now to visit with our Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. And a warning up front, I mispronounced Cabana about three or four times before I had this conversation with Scott. I want to ask you about these Cabanas. You know, it's unbelievable. I, I stayed at the Venetian one time, you know, and it was an incredible experience. And a Cabana was more money than the hotel room. What do you get in these Cabanas? And, you know, who does this? <laughs> The, they are, uh, cabanas are the pool equivalent of a table at a nightclub. And yes, you will sit down and for $1,000, you'll get a bottle of Grey Goose that at the liquor store will cost you $24. It is, you're not paying for the cabana, you're not paying for the Grey Goose, you're not paying for the table. You are paying for prestige, you are paying for a VIP experience, and you are paying for a place to sit down because at a lot of these venues, there's no place to sit other than on the ground. And you want to, the other thing is there's a little cachet to it. So you get a cabana and suddenly uh, you usually get liquor involved. Well, now you're, you're more popular because they're bringing you liquor and young women, that tends to be the, the, the trend, young women will come to your cabana and uh, find you very attractive, at least for the hour and a half that it takes for them to drink all of your liquor. So. What you get is an elevated experience, and you get to be away from the riffraff uh, because that's what it is at a nightclub. You can be among the masses, or you can get a table, and at a pool you can get a cabana, and you are uh, perceived as being more important, more affluent. You're a VIP. Yeah, and it's all about status, right? I mean, it's kind of, you know, when you've got your, you know, uh, Rolls Royce, it's that emblem in the front that separates you from the rest of the crowd. That's exactly right. That the A table service at a nightclub or a cabana at a pool are the equivalent of a logo on your car that says it's you're the man. And a lot of people pay unbelievable amounts of money. $1,000 is the low end of what you pay for a table. You can pay... $150,000 at some of these nightclubs for, uh, you can, you, you, there's a package where you can actually push the button that starts the Bellagio fountains 
you can pick the song that's played at the at the Bellagio fountains. They what they have invented innumerable ways for you to spend your money at these nightclubs, and it's all about he's the guy who pushed the button to start the Bellagio fountains. Check out Scott's insights every week on this show at his webpage, vitalvegas.com. Next week, we will be back with more great conversations around Las Vegas, including a look at the Nature Conservancy, where one can escape to the really early days of Vegas, back before it was even a city and Nevada was a state. And while it seems a long way from today, it's only a 10-minute drive from the Strip. And speaking of the Strip, you'll meet Tony Saka, whose daytime show at Bally's continues to draw sellout crowds. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. As you may already know, trees do more than beautify our world. They help clean the air of carbon dioxide, a major greenhouse gas. As North America's largest recycler, last year alone, Waste Management recycled enough paper to save over 41 million trees. How's that for thinking green? From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green. Think Waste Management. What can you do to prevent mosquitoes from spreading West Nile virus? The most important thing you can do is get rid of standing water on your property now. That's where mosquitoes breed. Don't leave standing water in outside pet water bowls, old tires, potted plants, anything that holds stagnant water. Dump birdbath water and replace every two or three days. Drain and cover unused swimming pools. Let's do it together and hit mosquitoes where they breed. Learn how at beyondpesticides.org mosquito. A public service message from Beyond Pesticides.